It is Matt Mosley. It is Friday. Thank goodness. Uh, and uh, got a lot. We got the Texas Sports Hall of Fame banquet coming up tomorrow night. And uh, this young man joining us now, Travis Brown, the Eagle, right down there, Bryan College Station area. Uh, and uh, all the talk has, of course, been Jimbo responding to Nick. Travis, you were right in the middle of this thing. Um, I did want to tell you before we get into this, tomorrow night, going into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, my longtime co-host uh, in radio and the, and the great newspaper columnist for the morning news and then the Star-Telegram, Randy Galloway, will be going in the hallowed halls of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, and uh, Travis, I, I thought you would appreciate that. Yeah, quite a class, too, because you got uh, the, the great Shereen Williams, uh, an Eagle uh, alumnus, going in that as well, I do believe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like she and uh, John McClain are just taking a tour and entering many Hall of Fames. Uh, I, I don't think John can be put in any kind of Texas A&M Hall of Fame, but Shireen ended up in some kind of, you know, she's broken barriers, I, I guess, as a uh, female uh, journalist. And so they put yeah. her in one of those A&M. Uh, I, I can't remember. Y'all have so many ceremonies down there. There's no school. And I know you went to TCU, but would you agree with me that there's no school in the country that has more, like, things you can win as an alum or whatever? I mean, it's it's an amazing deal. But one of those things I think Shireen went into recently. Yeah, she's a distinguished alumni, which is funny because for any other vernacular, it's former student down there, unless you're distinguished, and then I guess you're an alumni. So that's uh, <laughs> that, that, that's the way it rolls in Aggieland, I guess. Yeah, well, we're uh, happy for everybody. Brad Sham will be there. John McClain from the Star-Telegram. Um, they told me John was in charge of the vote. So anyway, no, I don't know. I don't know who, I don't know who votes. <laughs> but anyway, I think, I think it's Robert Cessna. Actually, I think he's you know, my my my, uh, my boss down here. He's he's a big uh, a guy in that in that land. So you know, oh, send, send your well wishes, send your brides down there. Yeah, yeah. Tell Cessna I'm getting older. I'm uh, you know I'll be needing him at some point to to think of me. Okay, uh, this is uh, this is exciting times though. I mean. The coaches' meetings aren't for another twelve days in Dustin, and then in July is that huge, oh, you know, SEC media days, and that's where the enormous uh, news broke last year. You were right there, Travis. I think you and Mr. Cessna were right there in the middle of all that as it was breaking. You were kind enough to jump on with us, your buddy Zwerneman. I think broke that news, and 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 it was a reaction. Well, I mean. It, just when you think it's kind of a sleepy time of the year, where first of all, what was Nick Saban even doing? It, it was like the World Games or something in Birmingham. I, I still to this day don't even totally know what that is. And he's speaking at some type of forum, and he just takes up – He, I mean, he takes the – it was unbelievable. He could have just stopped. I, we were just listening to the audio of it, Travis, and I'm sure you've heard it too. Nick could have said, hey, people, everybody knows who it is. And it would have been a shot at the Aggies, but not as big a shot, right? It, it, but it yeah. wasn't enough just to do that. He had to then say <clears throat> they've bought every one of their players. This speaks 
to some kind of long-standing personal thing that he and Jimbo have going on. Let me ask you this. When did you first get a call yesterday as the beat writer covering the Aggies that Jimbo wants to, to is calling a press conference? How were how you notified, and how long did you have to get up there? Speaking of a sleepy, what should be a sleepy time, I'm, I'm out here covering the uh, NCAA golf regionals at Traditions Club, so I'm just absolutely beat from three days of walking the course and have to check pages, uh, you know, proof the newspaper the night before. So I'm thinking I'm going to get a nice sleep in on Thursday morning. And luckily one of my coworkers wakes me up with a phone call at about 9.23 because at 9.22 a.m. they send out a email saying, oh, hey, you know, Jimbo would like to talk to you all. Uh, and so it was throw the dog in the crate, put some pants on, get in the car and get over there ASAP to hear what uh, – hear what Jimbo had to say it was it was a mad dash <laughs> not not to mention not to mention the middle of that responding to your text message of, of making sure I was on the show today so you can add that into the uh to the mix <laughs> I booked I booked you at about that thing was hastily called at about nine thirty or nine I'm like hey you're on with me tomorrow at five o'clock and as as uh, as uh, as the good friend that you are, you took the time to be like, okay, I just cannot believe all that stuff was going down. Okay, so you make it over there, and there's Jimbo. Now, no sports writers love to say, I, I think Zornemans one I saw wrote, wrote this in the bowels of Kyle Field. That's one of those things. You know, there's certain things sports writers love. They they love nothing more than to say in the bowels of whatever stadium it is. But you, so you get down there and you're setting up shop. What was Jimbo's like? What was the entrance like? I mean, was he was he hot? Did he come in there? Did he say hello to anybody, or was it just man? This guy had his game face on and he was ready to get after it. Well, first off, he had an entourage, and it was so in and out that we didn't actually even get to kind of figure out or ask who it was. But there was like there was like six or seven kids. Like it was it was like he brought the the Boys and Girls Club of Brazos Alley with him, plus his German Shepherd. There was a dog in the back. So you, you kind of paint that middle picture. There was a dog back there. Um, and he, he, he made his way to the stage. You know, he wasn't – he wasn't – you wouldn't think, necessarily say that he was just, you know, already fuming as he stormed up there. He, he, he made his – he kind of meandered his way up there like he normally does. And, uh, you know, uh, it didn't seem like it was going to be anything more uh, than, than maybe one of his usual – kind of kind of rants when one of these things happened but boy did he uh did he pull out the the the, the daggers the throwing knives and in, in, in that that press conference for sure well he said he just said it was despicable now here's what i don't quite understand why can't he and i, I again he he i, I it, this this does feel personal but in a sense it's like people are mad at the aggies and all the Aggies did was figure out how to do this a little bit quicker than other schools. They're not the only place that has huge boosters, but they are an efficient. I mean, there's a huge military tie-in in history with these Aggies. They were quick to get the collective together. So I, I don't quite understand why, the, why Jimbo and the Aggies are so defensive about so-called buying players. In some sense... That people are mad at them because they're too good at this. Why? Why do you think? And, and do you th- do you do you just think Jimbo takes it personally because it, he thinks it's being um, thrown out there that what they're doing is illegal? Do you think that what is what makes him so mad? Because 
most of this stuff with no real guardrails, the NIL seems pretty legal right now. Yeah, well, no, here's the thing that I think that, in my opinion, is, is going on here. Negative recruiting has happened since since the dawn of recruiting in college sports. You'll have one coach who will go out there and talk to kids and say, hey, you don't want to go to school X because school X does X, Y, Z shady things or they're not going to do this to you. We'll do this for you. You don't want to go there. You want to come here. But there's always that unwritten rule that the negative recruiting stays stays in the shadows. It stays with the recruits. And you, the coaches hear about how they're being negatively recruited and and they don't usually bring that up it kind of just is this unwritten rule it's like baseball where they you just you, you roll with it you might tell the kids something different and negative recruit on your own but it stayed behind the shadows and now the quiet part is getting said out loud in the public the negative recruiting is coming out into the forefront, into the cameras. And I don't think necessarily the coaches know how to deal right now with the fact that their unwritten rules, the, the etiquette of coaching, if you will, is, is getting turned on its head a little bit. I, there's been times when coaches have called out other coaches, but a lot of times, and you know this, when the coaches really have a beef with another coach, they talk to the reporters about it off the record when the cameras are turned off to the side. Yeah. That's when that stuff usually kind of comes out, not in the middle of, uh, the the World Games press conference in Birmingham, Alabama, or in a special <laughs> called press conference. So you want to talk about how much the Wild West of NIL is with the rules, and it is. The rules are crazy, and there's rules in different states. It's kind of the Wild West of how the coaches want to deal with NIL, and it seems like, you know, uh, the, the stealing signals from second and throwing behind batters like you do in, in baseball, is it, it, it's not kosher anymore in, in college football you, you you can you can blast them you can negative recruit in the press now yeah it, it certainly happens and it, you know it's interesting here's baylor that was i think getting ready to <laughs> to kind of introduce its collective and they you know baylor's going to be a different collective they're not going to try to outspend texas or texas a&m that'd be crazy but they're going to be selective and do it in a way that fits the baylor dna whatever that is you know, uh, that, that fits a private Christian institution. What works for them? And so they were, I think they had kind of an interesting thing planned. And then all, st- all this stuff comes out, and now they're like, okay, we're going to start. I mean, how in the world? And talking to Travis Brown, a reporter um, uh, for the Eagle down there at Bryan College Station, I mean, you can't, th- this thought that you're going to retroactively punish some of these schools. I mean, first of all, Part of this is jealousy because schools are mad anytime there's a disruption. Okay, this is not the first time A&M in Texas and other schools have recruited well. It's just the first time in a while A&M has been the number one recruiting class in the country. And so I think there's some, there's some thought, well, they must be cheating. They've got to be cheating or whatever. I mean, Travis... Do you see any way there can be any sort of retroactive punishment? And if there are guardrails to be put in place, like who's going to come up with this? Like this retroactive enforcement seems pretty idiotic to me. Well, what, what are yeah? What are they going to do? Okay, so uh, of course a a the, the only way that they could punish. A, a collective, a, a, a well, not a collective, but a, a university retroactively is if they go through the contracts that have to be submitted to the universities for compliance, and there's a clause in there that, or, or 
the there's a clause in there that says like, hey, if you score 18 touchdowns, we're going to give you a bonus, which that's illegal. Or if the 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 uh, the, the uh, contract was ratified before the kid signed with the school, or there was some clause in the contract that said, hey, if you come to A&M, we'll make sure you have this salary. And, and no one's dumb enough to do that, to put that in the contract. So what are they going to do? And then that even begs the question, too, okay, well, if someone was dumb enough to do that, well, what, what are they going to do? Because the NCAA isn't necessarily going to bear its teeth at any of this because as soon as they try to limit what a, a, a student – athlete can make they're going to take him to court and brett kavanaugh's already said that he's going to throw the book at him so uh, i don't really know who is going to punish this and, and then two so it, in the state of texas of course the nil guidelines or or the guardrails are the actual senate bill that was passed for, for nil but there's not any uh, uh sanctions listed in that bill it's not like it's a speeding ticket it's a misdemeanor if you take nil money or or uh or some kind of fraud that you're going to get taken to criminal court over what what's what's the what there is no teeth it's 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 something that is totally not enforceable so yeah i don't know how even not retroactively even if they catch them in the middle of it or moving forward I don't see any way that this is actually going to be punishable because even if you do try to punish it, it's going to get caught up in the court systems for years. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, and Travis, you know, I, I did spend time in law school. I may have to look into all the legal ramifications. I'm always here for you if you need some, you know, legal help or on a story or anything like that. I'm not saying I can bail okay. you out of jail, but I can, uh, I can kind of help you on that front. Listen, have a, uh, have a great weekend. Get some rest. I mean, you've now covered this story. The regional is over. I did see at one point the A&M women were off to a hot start at Greyhawk in Arizona because I was looking at our, our Bears. Boy, the women, our, the the uh, the Bears uh, uh, women's golf team, they're really good, and they did not have their best day. And at one yeah, point today, A&M was 1-2-3 in the uh, NCAA Women's Golf Championships. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we'll, going back real quick to the, the Jimbo Saban stuff here, this takes me back to the good old days of, of Gary Patterson and, and Art Bryles. That, that, that's about as big of a, a tiff as we've seen in these parts between these two. That, that, those, are, those are fun times. <laughs> that's right. Oh, the hate. I never thought I would end up being better friends with Gary than I am with Art. And I still like art, actually. But but I talk to Gary all the time. This is a very strange thing, how life goes. But, um, all right, uh, Travis, have a great one. Get some rest. And I'm glad you put your pants on before you went to that news conference. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I needed that detail, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you did let us know that you, did, you put your pants on before the press conference. Sometimes you just you, you got to remember you got to forget. Sometimes you'll forget, so make sure you're, you're you're dressed up for Jimbo. That's right. You don't want to be pantsless at a Jimbo news conference. <laughs> All right, Travis, have a good one. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Travis Brown, there he goes from the Eagle Bryan College Station, and um, we got some uh, we got some fun stuff coming up next. Uh, MC 